Hello and welcome to the North America Gaelic Football Podcast, the home of Gaelic football here in North America. I'm your host, Gareth McAlinden, along with our co-host, Limerick's finest, Connor Green. Uh, before we get started, uh, just a quick shout out to Dez and his team at Mesita uh, for sponsoring the show and being the official sponsor of the USGA since 2017. Uh, as always, if your club's interested in getting involved with Mesita, Feel free to reach out to us directly and we'll get you directly over to the boys so they can help you with your club needs uh, for the year. Uh, so just without further ado, uh, Des, Stephen, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for taking the time to come see us. And what's the crack? Well, that was good. Part, uh, Gareth, I've been very busy here at the minute. We're in the middle of a big transition, so we're, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, but we're keeping going really good. We're very busy this year. We're all back to normal. Global days are long behind us now. So I guess start good starting point there. Uh, can you talk to us a little about Mesita? You know how it started, when it all kicked off, and just kind of how you've got to where you are today. Well, we we said my wife started Mesita in 2019, 20, sorry 1999. Um, we had been in another business for 20 years and <clears throat> probably fell into the sports business by accident. But uh, we started selling uh, Mesita teamwear which was a European brand at that point, um, where we were basically distributing those products to sports clubs of all all types, soccer, rugby, Gaelic, everything. Um, basically, mostly team wear. Um, we didn't have any production. We didn't have any um, possibility to produce GA jerseys at that stage, uh, because obviously you need to be, to, to do that properly, you've got to be able to produce in Ireland and you've got to have a GA license. So, Around 2007, we built up quite a big business and quite a decent business. And we had uh, approached the GA for, um, with a view to a license to manufacture official GA teamwork. So, you know, we found out everything we had to do to do that. And so we put that, we didn't just wait for the license. We got the actual system in place and we started production. Then there was Dermot Power from the GA at that point, And a couple of guys came down and visited the factory talked to us for a few months and then eventually we were awarded the GA license in 2008. So since 2008, we have gradually become more and more about uh, production of different types of products, uh, primarily to the GA market, but also to soccer, rugby, net, basketball, um, you know, all the sports really. But the main market is GA and ladies football and camogie. Um, obviously being Ireland, that's the key market really is the, is the leading market so we put nearly all our emphasis on that and although we're always developing the other sports as well and since 08 we've been developing quite a bit actually um you know constantly updating the styles designs patterns you know materials constantly updating those things to keep them keep it up with the the, the current trends or keep trying to improve our product you know so we've built up quite a lot of um very regular, very um, very good repeat customers and built up a lot of repeat business over the years. And we're always getting new customers every day. And we've built up quite, at this stage, I think we've got 35 employees. Um, almost all our product is made here in Kells. Um, we, we, we find that's the only way to control the quality, the, the, the avoid mistakes, um, you know, things like that. We, we, at first, we thought that would be the hard part, but now we wouldn't switch that back. Because uh, I think what we do, we're constantly getting doing it better. We can't expect somebody else to do that for us. So the only way we know we can get the product ready is to do it ourselves. Jerseys have definitely changed throughout the years, anyway. So I remember, I remember when like I was like was it under eights, under tens, and you had the thick cotton jerseys uh, with the collar. And if it was a rainy day, oh Jesus, I, the thing would be just absolutely sticking to you. What is the what is that requirements? Uh, for you know meeting the GA standards. Well, the biggest, the first requirement is that you must make, you must be able to make the the gear that is worn on the field of play in Ireland. Seems to be the hardest part, and it's probably the biggest step up at the start. But um, what that does means we can firstly control the product, improve the product, change the fabrics, do what we want, improve the pattern on a constant basis. But secondly, we can turn that around quickly if somebody needs it. You know, we regularly have a call at the last minute from somebody who's in a final. You know, we need stuff for next week. Can we do it? We can do it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that more and more with the modern game 
and the way you know the way fixtures come up quickly and things change and sponsors move, come in at the last minute, that's kind of a necessity. Um, that gives us the power to do that, and you know that keeps our customers you know more than happy. Um, that's the main requirement, but they also be, you you must also uh, be able to make the product with high quality raw materials. Uh, obviously, you know good quality inks, good quality fabrics. Everything we use here must make ethical sense as well. And there's actually a new ethical program in conjunction with GA we're joining that is even put more emphasis on those ethics. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that kind of that manufacturing process, like the printing, like kind of almost how that jersey is put to place, and you guys do it in house in the factory, right? Well, we've currently we've currently four designers who will be not only designing jerseys, they'll be designing uh, promotional graphics creating new designs, um, coming up with um, new ideas for, the, for our design for the future. But also, when a customer makes an inquiry, the first thing they get back is a, a rough plan of how their jersey is going to look. Then they can make changes. Our guys make the changes for them. When they finally agree that, what we do here is we, we have a policy where we make the first sample uh, approval garment. Those garments, uh, from, if you've approved the jersey, we make what we call the number two. It's the approval garment. It's the first jersey in the set in the size that you require. In Ireland, we send them directly to the customer that day. So the customer can try it on the players, make sure the fit is right, all the detail is right, and then say, right, the next day, go ahead. So we know there's not going to be any mistakes. We will, that eliminates the possibility of mistakes. The customer sees what he's getting before he actually gets the final order. For America, we also make that product, but we use photographs. Uh, so we make the, make the shirt, Photograph it on somebody, send it to the uh, customer in America, and he, you know, approves it from there. Obviously, it's not it, it would delay things too much to send that garment to America and cost too much to send that one garment. But it means it gives us um, a great uh, feeling of security that we know this this order is not going to be wrong. You know that the colors are right, what the customer wanted, everything's the way he wanted it to be. You know there will be sometimes when you get a number two, we call it a sample garment. There will be times when. You do notice, oh, I should have added something, or I need to add, a, I need a different size, you know. So that 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 allows for that fix to be made before the actual final set is produced. That's the probably one of the key factors. It's one of our unique. Um, I think we're probably the only company doing that, and it's uh, kind of one of our USPs. The fabrics that we use, we have a, a very rigorous testing done on them before we start to buy that particular fabric. And we know that it has passed all the credentials to be a, a worthwhile, reliable, hard-wearing, relatively whatever you know level it needs to be at, whether it's for a garment like a jacket or whether it's for a t-shirt or whether it's for a short, uh, to make sure that it's right. We get all the testing done, make samples here, test them out with some people and um, before we any switch. We, we, we continue to use fabrics as long as they you know as long as they suit the marketplace for example shorts have moved over to be a fully sublimation everything in shorts that's why you see a lot of the designs carry the colors right the way around the shorts so shorts have become a fully sublimated product and we've brought in a very good material to to suit that and we've been selling that for the last two years at this stage almost 100 percent of our ga shorts are made by full sublimation uh, the fit of jerseys is key very key to the player a lot of teams want player fit, a lot of teams want regular fit. But even when you make regular fit, it still has to look neat and tidy and look, you know, the right arm length, the right body length. Everything needs to sit well on the player for your garment to look as good as it can. Sewing techniques need to make sure that there's not going to be any problems with jerseys ripping and things like that and the product, the quality of the fabric itself. So like, there's a lot to getting your product right. Uh, the other thing is the colours. Now, the colours, we've got quite good colours. We're, we're happy with our colours, but we're stepping up now to new um, heat pressing techniques that will give us slightly more vibrant colors. They'll, they'll embed that ink deeper into the fabric. And that will um, also, we've moved in some new printers that will give us a lot more possibilities with neon colors. Uh, you know, highlights of neon, you know, true neon, not, not a version of neon, true neon colors on the, on the products where we need to do it. It's really all about choice when it comes to GA clubs because I suppose that the jersey or the designs are nearly always on GA traditionally is all about colour. You know, nowadays people want that colour to pop. They want to, they want to see it, the style to work with the colours. And that's what our designers do. So you have a bunch of you have a bunch of people out in America, especially Americans. They probably don't realise the difference between the regular fit and the player fit. <laughs> it's 
I don't want. <laughs> My days of player fit is long gone. gone. <laughs> the usual recommendation is if you pass 26, 27, it's time for regular fit. I say, but maybe I'm wrong. The way lads are staying in the gym nowadays, they can probably wear player fit till they're 33, 34. Um, but certainly at my age, I don't, think, I don't know how I would look at a player fit, but that way, no matter what I, uh, no matter what I don't. But player fit with the younger guys is really where they want to be. We had a, uh, we had a, uh, one of the lads from the Mechanespies in Boston on, he was like, listen, pretty much told at the start of the year, if you don't fit into the jersey, you're not playing. That's, <laughs> that's a good test. So, and that's almost like the rule. Because you know what? You, and it's almost motivation as well. You don't want to be that one person in the, photo, in the team photo that just looks, you know, everybody else is in place and you're just taking that. You're like the 10-pound sausage in a 5-pound casing. Yeah. So... <laughs> But you don't some of these be... young under 14s, under 16s, young lads that are nearly at county level at those ages, and you know, the very young county, underage county players, some of them young guys are wearing small and medium player fit. They're so well built now, they're so, you know, the bodies have developed so much, you know, and they look like perfect in them. So, like, yeah. I think more or less most players nowadays know what their, what their style is, you know. I suppose I would call it 50 50 player fit and regular fit. Um, but then we also have ladies fit now for the LGFA. And Camogie. Most ladies' county teams will wear ladies' fit. Some some uh, club teams will wear ladies' fit. Uh, depends on the choice of the of the probably of the manager really and the player. You know, ladies' fit is becoming as important as player fit now. You know, it's, it's a slightly more tapered tapered fit, and the arm is not as in a ladies' jersey. The arm wouldn't be as uh, as wide. The armhole wouldn't be as wide. It's more of a, a cap arm, capped arm. It's called, I think. So we 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 have to constantly look at those things that. To make sure the jerseys are looking as well as we possibly can have them looking on the pitch and and on the streets, which is probably where most jerseys are really worn, is out and around. You know, apart from on the pitch, uh, you know, yeah. more kids wear jerseys now as a as a leisure gown. Than yeah, even even um, like years ago, you know, you you just have your own, you know, you just have your your Limerick jersey or whatever, whatever, wherever your your club jersey. But there's really been an uprising there in the last ten years or so, I would say. Of fellas oh, just man. wanted to buy wanted to buy whatever random jersey like like myself and Gareth yeah. have talked about a few times. Um, what's that that one that the boys had uh, at Buckfast as a uh, the sponsor, right? Uh, one of the universities had Buckfast. Yeah, the sponsor. Um, even that Vi- the Viking jersey you have. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, how, many people, how many people in the street has probably stopped you with that jersey? It's like Jesus Christ, what's that? That's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. like I'd be in the gym. Yeah. And I'd be wearing like our Worcesterfinian shirt, and it's like, Jesus, what's that? Like, I've never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe it's more of an Irish thing as well. Like, you know, but over here, you know, it's it's it definitely catches the eye with people because it is unique. It's different. A lot of them think it's soccer because they probably never heard of Gaelic football. No, uh, yeah, but they are eye catching. You know, and they're they're really nicely fitted. And obviously, the quality is there as well. So the Viking yeah, games just, are a bit it, of a legend, really. They're- John from Viking Gills, we first spoke to him a good few years ago now, maybe six, seven years ago now. My son Declan is the designer, so he, he really seen the the, the, the the possibility with the Vikings and, you know, the GA and Hurling. Uh, so he, he, he done a really nice concept of the very first shirt. We put it online. The guys wanted to be able to buy it over in uh, Scandinavia, so they asked us to pull it up on their online shop, and we did so. And then suddenly there was a, a, a tweet or a... I think it was a tweet from Joe Brawley uh, about this. Firstly, the fact that there's a hurling team where it was. And secondly, the jersey was. And then it just took off. But we've done so many different twists on the Viking Gales shirt since. Because it, it's, it's an open, it, you know, it's very, it, it, the club name, the, the, you know, the, the colours you can use. You can make a really nice traditional, using Celtic knots, using the, the imagery. You know, you can keep going with it. You know, it's a, a, a huge success for us. But I, I think people are always asking. People from everywhere buy the Benton Gales jersey. People say, "Would that be your associated with stuff with drink as well?" The other jersey was you were saying a Buckfast. We had the one with um, Jemison on the front for Kansas City, and it's just absolutely yeah, that was huge. Took off like like wildfire, and we, I think we had it out before. I think it was about two or three weeks before Paddy's Day. So every Irish American person just literally tossed straight away. Have to get that. It was it was green and white as well. Hoops of the colours, just absolutely perfect as well for for the time with Jameson on the front of it. It, it was just uh, swept up so it was so the collectors items at that stage. Would those be your two highest selling jerseys? Um, 
probably, yeah, I, I never really checked that, but, you know, Meat Ladies is a huge, um, huge selling jersey, you know, with Keepak, with the history with Keepak and, and Mead, but the Mead following as well and the success they've had. Mead Ladies and there's probably three or four more there as well. I couldn't really say they were in the top, but they were sort of up there with them anyway, you know. And I think it's different strokes, different folks. It's just really different styles or, 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 or jerseys appeal to different types of, you know, different ends of the market, you know, and you can you suddenly see a success in, in a completely different field that you didn't even realise would be as successful, you know. It's not always the one you think is going to be the biggest one. It's definitely an appeal to some of these clubs there, you know, some of these foreign clubs. Like, like it's amazing really how many how many GA clubs are around the world these days, you know. You've got oh, all, all yeah, out, yeah. out in Asia, Asia and all that, you know. I know a few fellas that have some random Asian GA, like Saigon Gales and a few like that. It's hard to believe we're, and at this stage you're probably wondering, is there any, well, there is no GA. I think I've heard of GA teams in every country in the world at this stage. They're also a bit more open to kind of design. Have you ever noticed the jerseys for overseas? There's always that kind of expansion of design, or you know, there might be something of dairy that's from yeah. compared to kind of Irish jerseys, they're a bit more club tradition, kind of you know, you're just black and white hooped, or that kind of stuff. Where overseas, they're kind of a bit more open to design, and the jerseys are far more kind of flamboyant and a bit more out there as well at the time. So, it's yeah, I like the American jerseys best because when you take a city in America or an area in America, um. Like this year, we've got a few beautiful jerseys for the U.S. Championships in uh, Denver. Do you think of Colorado? Do you think of the Rockies? Do you think of everything? You know, that gives a great uh, uh, theme for a shirt. And I've seen this year's shirts, and they look really special now. I think they're, I think they're really cool. So, like, you know, some of the, you know, when you take a little bit of the American history or, or psyche or connection to Ireland, you can make some amazing jerseys from that can you talk a bit about how uh how did you first get about go about getting involved with the usga you're obviously the main sponsor since what 2017 yeah. right yeah. that? i think the first contact was with um i think most of you have known liam Hegarty. lord mercy on him uh, liam was uh liam was actually from the town here where we're from his parents just live across the road from me and i would have known liam over the years just to say hello to him when he came home. I had asked him, I'd made an approach, I knew that he was involved with USJ, and I made an approach, look, is there anyone who could have a chat with the, the guys in USJ? So I think I think he might have uh, had a chat to somebody over there at the time, and they called me, and we began to get talking, and, you know, uh, gradually we, we come up with a plan that we thought might be something that would work for both of us. You know, there was a couple of key things that we would visit. We, we, we You know, we would visit the championships every year with, with merchandise, and, you know, market as much as possible, really put an emphasis on USGA. Um, there are a lot of other criteria, apart from the, the, the deal that we made in the end. I think it was a, a partnership that suited both people and that we would both, you know, work well with each other. And in the early days, we worked a lot with Liam. Um, absolutely amazing fella. You know, he'd done everything he could for us. If he wanted it, we, we would do it for you. That was the initial stages of the partnership. And, you know, it was big shock then when we heard what happened to them. It was really sad. Declan was over at the funeral and he got to meet a lot of the other, um, you know, the other guys on the committee at that stage, you know, face to face. And since then, we've moved on with a lot of some great characters, really. All the lads that have been involved in the committee over the years have been really easy guys to deal with. It's never very, it's never a problem to ask a question. I have to say the lads in general in USJ are as easy a bunch of guys as I would have ever dealt with. You know, it's, it's all very you know, it's business-like, but it's casual, and it's you cut to the chase. You don't talk for ten minutes or half an hour about something. You make a decision within a minute based on you know what what's what's needed. Something needs to be different. Then we you know we make it different. If, if we think we need a bit of help somewhere, they'll find the help for us. So you know they're a great association to work with, and we're hoping that you know we're, we've expanded our, our relationship with them now for another two three years, as far as I know. I think there's another couple of years in in, in the agreement, and we're We'd be more than happy to go again out there after, you know what I mean? Because the way things are going at the minute, it's it's it's, it's a great, you know, association. It's so will you be will you be making the trip out to Denver this year, lads? Yeah, I don't know exactly who's going yet, but there'll be at least two, maybe three of the lads going over this year. Bring the whole thirty-five of you, Anna. I'd say we'll all drink a few beers up in the mountains there. There's been certainly a lot more guys want to go to got want to go to Colorado this year than there would be in other years. There's certainly uh, a lot of guys saying that would be an amazing holiday to tie in with a few days away. So 
Yeah, it's a very attractive place. And the lads have been speaking to the lads in Colorado. There are a great bunch of lads there, too. We're going to bring in a bit of a joke when we're talking about the team. I can mention <laughs> Freddie. <laughs> the dog is here beside me, right? You know, just to throw a bit of light harness in it. You know, it's oh, like yeah. Key, uh, oh, yeah. Where's his fucking Wasterfinian shirt? Should have had a jersey on. Should have had a jersey. 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 Should have had a for a meeting or I won't even think about them but you know I suppose sometimes they walk in and they get a bit of a shock and see them laying in the, in the room you know what I mean and a few guys have it really thought this is something really strange but when I just said look he's been coming here every day since he was a pup and I'm not going to leave him at home now you know we, we can't go to the, the shops nearly unless you bring this fellow here with it you know what I mean he's 14 now heading 14 so he's he knows all the sores he knows everybody he goes moves around during the day Moves around meeting the different people every day. So obviously, since 2017, you guys have worked, been working with the USGA, and obviously, it's been a very successful relationship there uh, between clubs uh, here in the US uh, and home. How important has that relationship been for Mercedes' growth? How do you see that relationship developing over the next few years? Um, it's, it's it's huge now, to be honest. Which to kind of like it's it's great to get to know like especially after going to a couple of the, the North American championships, uh, get to know people over there like just people that just love home, they just want to actually talk to you about home and all that kind of stuff. So kind of link with uh, people over there and and us here is is brilliant. Like they, they really love you know, get on with them and you you know to have to crack with them and you get to talk about places where they where they came from and all that kind of stuff. And when they get to know you, they, they keep coming back. To you know, so it's hugely important to have that tie in plus it's brilliant for to have clubs in America so it is to kind of see the exposure that American teams kind of get as well amount of people that are heading over there the amount that are in America hugely important to have for us here and to see this we, we just want to keep expanding it we, we, we want to try we want to talk to as many US clubs as possible you know at the moment like I don't know exactly how many clubs we do but I think we do have a large proportion of the clubs over there we we, de we, de we deal with or have dealt with or deal with occasionally in some form or another, whether it's the ladies' side or the men's side or whatever side it is. But we want more and more contact with the American clubs uh, and we're trying to find ways that we can service America better, to develop our, our relationship with America better and better. Uh, instrumental things that has happened at the company in the last 10 years, that the sponsorship of the USGA. From two fronts, from, from the front that the build-up of the relationships, the like salesmen know the American contacts really well now. They build up a lot of friends there. They, 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 they you know, they, they get to know them and chat to them a lot. But and the, I think the salesmen really love that, and the lads here. Yeah, they love talking with the guys. But secondly, uh, for the Irish people here, they love to to, to come in and buy a, 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 an American club shirt. A lot of them do. It's very popular, and I think it creates more awareness of of, of the the USGA over here now. It, it, it lets a lot of people know how many, you know, it's a, it's a good way of letting people in Ireland know how much GA is really going on in America. And when the American teams come home to Bale now, I mean, I see them winning a lot of their, their games. I see them winning their divisions. And, and that shows that the progress that has been with the quality of the football in America. Then you have the lads that want to go out there in the summer and play for their for their uh, transition year. And I think the more the more knowledge there is of the American clubs over here, you know, the better it is for America and the same vice versa, like to know that the Irish guys are are interested in what's going on over there. Because it, 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 it's a great um, it's a great thing for Ireland to know that the game has been, you know, played on a great level over there at the serious levels. The championships are a great showpiece of that. Um, you know, we're even thinking of going over this year to take some footage ourselves uh, of, you know, to send back here live, you know, what, what it's really like to be over there playing in those championships or watching those championships. Because they are a great, um, they're a great occasion. What are what would you say are some of the challenges now in dealing with so many American clubs and all that? The biggest challenge is the is the shipping cost. Uh, since COVID, to me, the the rates are still too high. We could set a twenty kg box. The maximum they'll allow you to send now is ten kg. Since COVID, that has never gone back. So the little things like that. But I think the Americans, you know, know how to get around these, and they they just do whatever it is to to you know to get. To get past that and we always do 
get it out there on time, get it out fast. We're always um, very uh, aware of any American orders need to be ready ASAP to give us as much spare time as possible to get it, uh, to get it out there. Um, but I think we work really well with all the clubs. Nobody's ever late. We've never let anyone down over there on time frames. Uh, it's always dispatched on time because we have a great system here that we can constantly monitor orders to make sure that nothing sort of falls through the loop and, and, and a date that dispatch date is missed. We're very focused on getting dispatch dates right. Dispatch dates are always agreed on confirmation of order and we always get it out the door on that day. You know, you'll always come across small hitches along the way, but we, we do our best to be on top of that. Would it be easier for people, so if people were ordering off the website, is it almost easier to order in bulk or uh, single shipping? Is it easier for, you know, hey, listen, we're putting in a group order. Uh, if anybody wants anything, let's go through the club. Is that easier for you? Uh, for yeah, you? it is. And we, yeah, we, it's usually cheaper and it's, um, it is cheaper if they come in with invoice with a bulk order rather than individually buy them. But we are looking at a new, um, actually it's nearly ready, uh, a new system where the club will be able to do individual orders, but we can treat it as a bulk and price it as a bulk. That's something we're looking at in the future. Hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have that up and running. Kind of a, open, open a shop for a week or two for all the club members to make their order and then they will get club rates and then we dispatch directly to the club rather than dispatch to the individual addresses. That's something we're working yeah. hard on at the minute here. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few clubs, but my own club back home did that there with the smaller, the smaller newer brand. I think Kobe they're called. It, it makes sense in um, it makes sense in in America, um, but our own our own um, club shops they make much more sense because you buy for three hundred and sixty five days a year. You can make an order and it's out there within a week to ten days. You can have what you want personalized as you want, whatever way you want it. You can have one or two items, whatever way you want. It's a proper shop where you can shop when you want. Let it be Christmas Eve or let it be Patrick's Day. You can you can order with you know with confidence just for yourself, and you'll know that they have it on that day. We find that most clubs prefer the what we call a proper full club shop. And indeed, we you know whereas we at one stage uh, we wouldn't have been openly looking at increasing the club shops by, by a lot. We are open now to offer more American club shops. Uh, we've increased our number of designers and it's possible to do a few more. As quick as we can do them, we put the American shops up. As long as they're a club that are, are buying the product from us or are dealing with us, we put a shop up for them, you know what I mean? We can't put product up along with somebody else, naturally. It has to be our product. But we are open to looking at more American shops as we go forward into, the, into 23. Do you have any uh, projects you're working on, working on currently? Uh, we've obviously got the Nationals coming up. I think you've got you've got a jersey ready to go for that. Am I right yeah. saying that? This this is just one of one of the designs that we're that we're that we're doing for for the different oh, yeah. cantrips. So yeah, very, we're, we're at the moment cool. of designing a few more and, and kind of getting production started. But this is going to be one of the first ones uh, that we have. So you can see the the USGA logo on it, and obviously the the Denver USGA finals twenty twenty three is on the front of it. Uh, crest plus the, the finals on on the front. Uh, you have the Denver being at the Rocky Mountains. Uh, design on the bottom, um, and then that's the back with then what we have. So that's going to be one of the the jerseys that we're going to have on on sale at the time, and uh, we're kind of making all the, the rest of the designs at the moment. We've got about five designs, I think, confirmed. Um, obviously, different colorways, different looks, and every one of them, and we're probably going to add a few more and some dip, some new zip tops uh, and some other packages. We're hoping that a lot more product in Denver. Uh, than we did in um, Chicago last year. But Chicago was our first year over there since COVID, so we're expecting Denver to be. Uh, you know, we sold out after the first day. Yeah, we sold, we sold out on the by, by the Saturday morning in, in Chicago. It was kind of, it was a record number of teams. I think it was at the any of the national finals. So probably because it was the first one after in a COVID for us. But um, I think they're nearly expecting the same number of teams again down in Denver. So we bring more gear with us, more we'll have more shirtless, more corsets, more jerseys. I remember with Chicago last year there was some beautiful jerseys and even like the tank tops, they sold so fast. You know, yeah, I think I went back on like the Saturday and pretty much the whole shop was done. We have we've even some we have some of the American lads and even we have one one guy from England who actually plays in our team. And uh he's still every time he shows up we play soccer on a Tuesday night. 
he's always wearing the jersey and the zip up. You know, they love it over here. Uh, yeah. Even like some of the American kids that's on our team, they just, they love buying the gear. But I guess I, I, I follow a question that, are you guys going to do a pre-seal for that before the tournament? Uh, something we thought about. I think if the demand was there to do that, that might be a good idea. Like for example, our, our zip tops this year have changed. Have changed. We come with a kind of a new style neck. Have you noticed that style just zipped up there too? Uh, the colours are all very different nowadays. It's a new look. So we're trying to come up with some nice designs and quarter zips that will. Uh, there's one here. Stuff, stuff like this sort of thing, but but using more neon colours. We're, we're looking at what's the best thing to do with the uh, the leisure wear as well as the shirts this year. How many to bring? How many styles to offer? Uh, shorts, GA shorts. Um, we're, we're, we're going to bring a lot more of those this year as well. And the sleeveless. We find it's very popular out there. Of course, with the weather you get, it makes a lot more sense. Than, you don't get many days for sleeveless in Ireland in a year, you know. But. Now, Des, is that a, uh, was that a USGA finals zip-up? No, that was a Carlo Club, Colorado Philly. Uh, that's just one that they've got had recently. But that concept with some neon pops on uh, on different fabrics. We're also looking at the arm fabrics now we're using here. This one here is a new, really nice textured uh, arm. So a mixture of things in a, in their halves to make them a lot more um, comfortable outdoor leisure wear. You know, for the for the warm weather. So we're looking at more of that, more more of that sort of product. The gear will also be on sale after the, the actual tournament anyway, so if anybody does miss out and get them in, in Denver, they're always on the website then afterwards, you can yeah. buy, them, buy them afterwards. And a, a, pre-sale, a pre-sale this year is, is quite a possibility, but we're, we're looking at what's the best way to do that. Yeah, there will be there'll, there'll definitely be a, a demand for that jersey. We had Bernie on on one of our in our first episode, and they kind of told us how the how the scheduling works. So it's usually, so you have your four big cities. So you have Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, San Francisco. Then every fifth year, there's a different city. This year, the fifth city is Denver. So it's a unique city. You know, you might not have it in Denver now for, I think the last time they had it was like in the early 2000s. Yes, uh, I think Bernie, Bernie was telling me it's almost over 20 years ago since they, uh, just talking to Bernie the other night, he was telling me that it's, over 20 years since the, since the championship has been in Denver, where it is the beautiful country that it is. So I think that's something that a lot of people would look forward to go to, you know, something different. This year they said it was the most people ever traveled to nationals. Yeah. That might get broken again. Like people are, I want to go to Denver. Like this yeah. is going to be incredible. We had Tom Walsh and Mike Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah. Michael um, Schaefer. He's with the regulators in that division. And uh, he was saying there's a website up that they'll have pictures of where the location will be on the background is just the Rockies. It's, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So as far as a setting, and they've got huge fields out there. So everybody's, you know, every game is going to be pretty much watchable. You're going to be able to see from the whole complex. So that's going to be a very exciting one. I mean, Chicago will definitely be hard to top. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Wait, Stephen, were you there for the Sunday? I was there for the Sunday, yeah, after the finals. Yeah, the Sunday was, it, they made a great job out the back of the bar with the, the extension, the, the roof outside. It was just, it was electric, so it wasn't fairness. Ah, oh, Jesus, sure, I saw you up. You had the, you had the top off, up on the back. <laughs> I was on the back. <laughs> Des, I'm telling you, you might want to think twice about sending that lad out, hey. He was <laughs> I I done I worked on by that stage, uh, Garrett. So I had it was I was good to go. But funny enough, last year, um, my niece uh, Shauna, uh, she, who Shauna would be Phelan's daughter, my brother Phelan, who was the one of the main salesmen. Phelan was my brother, and he lives in Longford. His daughter was over. Actually, she was over playing for John Young in the Banshees last year. She had a great summer, and uh, Stevie needed a little bit of help, and she was over at the championship playing. In the championships for the Pittsburgh Banshee, and uh, so we said to Sean, "Look, give us a hand whenever you, whenever you're free." And she would help Stevie for a few days, and it was great. You know, she, was, she had an amazing experience. She, you know, it's something she'll never forget. So it was great that she was there on the shop as well. Her, her dad, obviously, as our main salesman, you know, I think she just loved that uh, hearing the people talking, telling her that they knew her dad home, and, and you know, it was just a nice, great experience. There were lovely people there. It was, it was the whole whole thing was excellent. I think. You heard the news that there's going to be a 
a USGA junior team. How much have you heard about that, lads? And have you started yeah, on the, designing? The lads have been in touch with us, and we're, we're looking at what we can do there at the minute. We're looking at the, some new designs. We're, it's a great opportunity for us to do something special for it. Um, you know, we're looking at how good we can do that. Um, and I can't really say too much yet, but it's it looks like something that could be very special. Yeah, it'll be a great, it'll be a great experience for some of yeah. the American kids. But yeah, it's yeah. great to see the the, the association being. I think it deserves to have be represented with a team, you know, because of all the work that goes into the whole championship. It's a, it's a, it's a great, great bunch, and I think that they'll represent us very well. Yeah, like it's great to see, like you can see the the improvement over the last couple of years, especially in the USGA. Like even the the number of players now that can go out to unsanctioned, the number of homegrown players that are in each team is like it's rising every single year. So like it, it's only just a natural progression that. They progress onto onto a county team and, and strive to get even better and get the quality yeah. and standard uh, of football up over there. It's 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 a it's a great move, I think. So you've you've had some involvement with the the colleges and the schools finals. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. So this year was actually our tenth year sponsoring the Mercedes All Ireland Post Premier Colleges Finals, and um, we had Summerhead College work playing uh, almost CBS in the football this year, and then we had presentation at Murray Gall. We were playing St Kieran's and Kilkenny in the two finals that was on in Cook Park. It uh, was on on Paddy's Day. So it does be great excitement and fairness for teams who are involved. You know, young lads getting to Cook Park, 17 years of age, it does be a huge, huge honour for them all. And um, plus the great stepping stone, uh, if you look back over the, the last couple of years, there's been some incredible footballers, you know, David Clifford, Connor Glass, and Darren Moynihan from Kerry as well. Um, even in the Harland, there's been Adrian Mullen and so on. Like, there's been some fantastic football and horrors coming up, and it's always like a, a day of display of just, you know, it's, it's an all there. There's no, you know, when you go to kind of games nowadays, kind of county, maybe a bit fancy and all that kind of stuff, it's literally with the colleges, it's just all out football for the day or all out Harland, and there's been some fantastic displays now going on in, in the game. So, it it does be brilliant for us to, to, to sponsor it, you know, for closest stuff will come in footballers for the next ten, twenty years. You know, it's 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 an honor to, to sponsor it and And just to add on to that as well, another big a big programme in Ireland as well would be the Cool Camps. You are very involved with that as well, lads, right? Well yeah, the Cool Camps is a tender that comes up every year. Um but I think for the last eleven years more, uh we've 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 done at least half of the kit, uh, as a kit as in the, the jersey and the half so at least half of that every year. But we've seen it growing from I think maybe sixty, seventy thousand at the start, and up to like it's about one hundred and fifty thousand uh, kids this year. That's not just in Ireland; it's obviously American cold camps, it's English cold camps, there's cold camps all over the world. But it's an amazing. Um, it's the best football camps or sports camps that I've ever heard of. Uh, and that's partly down to the, the organisation from GA, really, the way they promoted it, the way they controlled it, the way that uh, the camps are run. Um, the problem is now trying to get their kid booked before before the camp is sold out. You know, obviously there's a limit on how many kids per camp. From an organisational point of view, put a lot of effort into it. We, every year we pitch for the design as well. We don't always win the design. We've designed quite a few of the, the designs over the years. Uh, and actually, currently, we're looking at design for the 2024 pool camps. But uh, I think the last container of pool camps will be delivered now in about two weeks uh, for the 2023. And I think they're going to begin dispatching the 23 pool camps as early as next week. They're, it's an amazing organization, and it's great to be associated with it. And it's, you know, there's an amazing amount of, you know, pool camps gear <coughs> worn on the streets every day. You know, you could meet a, a kid walking down the street to school wearing, Kid cool camps from six seven years ago, you know. Apart from just this year, so there's always, it's it's like a nearly a, a uniform that symbolises, you know, GA for the kids. One of the best uh, projects that we've ever been involved with. We've learned an awful lot out of it, and it has helped us to, you know, make us a better company as well as everything else. But you know, there's a lot involved in doing it, getting it right, making sure you get it right. But touch wood, we've we've uh, got it right every year so far, and we hope that this year and the years. If we pitch yeah. it in the future, it'll be the same. But it's an amazing, an amazing partnership. Yeah. I just thought of a funny uh, story there randomly. I remember a young fellow I went to school with. I'd say we were probably 
16 or something at the time probably the biggest young fella rugby player in the school um went up and got served at a at a bar you know like age 16 or something and uh didn't for, forgot completely he was wearing a cool camps jersey like he was <laughs> a cool camp jersey yeah uh, it's funny enough i'm assuming he didn't get served right he did, yeah. <laughs> no, we were like, he's the only man to get served in a cool camp jersey. <laughs> Any other projects you're working on? Uh, yeah, another good partnership we've had over the last couple of years has been a great partnership for us was the little little campaign with um, the LGFA. Since the start, we've, we've worked closely with Little Grant and the needed for that. And I think one of the big things that a lot of people mightn't even know is Little regularly um, do promotion that will uh, allow them to donate sets of jerseys to either ladies clubs i think actually now there's been over a thousand teams let that be school teams or club teams there's over a thousand teams in ireland who have complementary sets of little jerseys made by Masita. we hurry we, we you know we communicate with the school to make sure they get exactly what they want the school gets exactly what they want and you know their colors their designs their Grass and everything else except the little logo goes in the front. Top quality gear, and they, you know, a lot of ladies' teams have, have, you know, sort of benefited from it. If you look at pictures of finals in any year, it's little kits almost everywhere, you know. Uh, it's a great contribution from little that they, apart from the normal sponsorship that they do, that they do this aside from that sponsorship, uh, you know, really to put something back into the to the sport, you know, and it, it, it's great to be involved in it. And they're, they're, great, they're a great bunch of lads to work with as well. So, yeah, so just on top of the little campaign, we also do sponsor do the official GA referees gear. Uh, so it's tendered every four years. We've done it for the last eight years, and we'll have to win it there this year, just for the next four years again. So that's for doing the official GA referee jersey, the shorts, the socks. And we also had the half set, the kit bag, um, and also a soft set jacket, and so on. So literally all that was supplied to... I think it was 200 uh, referees that are on the national panel. So each of them all got a full bag with all the all the gear inside it. Um, all the efficient GA referees gear is all available online. So we supply that to anybody every single day of the week. So if any fella needs to get the, the jersey, there's three different types of jerseys. So there's a red one, a blue one, and a black one. So if any of the lads need to get that, so they're not clashing with, with lots of teams, shorts, socks, and um, half sips. Soft set jackets, kit bag, uh, skinny bottoms, and so on. So all that's available on our website as well. Um, it's look, it's a great partnership to to have. Um, as we said, without without referees, I suppose we don't have a games play. So they're a hugely important assets to the to the association. Uh, but you'll probably see myself and Connor out there in a Mesita referees gear this year, refereeing a few games. Myself and uh, yeah. myself and Connor got the the referee certification at the start of the year. So. Like trying to help out there because you know referees is very challenging even to get yeah. referees especially out here especially referees, especially need, out. referees need to look to look good too though i'll say that you know yeah i know, I know. Well, that's actually it, can, it can it can be a sexy thing like i know not too many of them are like but uh well they, they actually just and introduced this year as well as tight fit referees jerseys so well that's actually part of the deal with the with the usj is that one small part of the deal is that we actually we supply free referee jerseys over to the championships for the games, uh, and then the USGA give them out to all the referees to to wear when they're refereeing the games. You know, a lot of the American referees that wouldn't have the gear, so they love wearing the official referees, the same as the the referees that are on television every week. So we send that out every year as well. So can you talk a bit about any uh, promotions you might have going on? I know you've got the the nine hundred dollar uh, team team kit. Yeah, we posted a few. Promotions to America, and like to be honest, with you we've got we've got a deal. There's a pack offer here for any, you know, if anybody calls and say, "Look, can you give us a pack deal?" Uh, the pack that we see isn't exactly what we want. We prefer the pack to mean leisure shorts, uh, sleeveless, and something else. It's no problem. We can we can make the pack to suit the customer. We we pack price it up basically based on any of our product. Um, so you know, pack pack offers are only really suggestions. Um, that doesn't mean you have to have what's actually on the pack. Uh, we do a pack for any, for, with you know, for any club with any, um, you know, range of products that they require. Uh, but we've got a kit offer there at the minute. But you know, if you if you prefer a pack offer with um, 
half zips and uh, skinnies, that's not a problem. If you prefer back offer with sleeveless and shorts, that's not a problem. So if they just contact us, we'll come back with a pack offer based on what their requirement, where their requirements are. We always have promotions. If they call us up, you know, asking for a pack deal, we'll always offer them a promotional price. Trying to develop packs to, and, and send them up, send them, put them online with the dollar prices. I think it's easier for America. And we're looking at ways of doing that on a more constant basis. So we're hoping to be putting more and more packs up with dollar pricing. But our packs are always, if, if, any, if, if any club has a requirement for a pack similar but different, uh, there's no problem. They call us up, we give them a dollar rate on it. Uh, you know, we always give the same pack offer. There's none of our products that are exclusive are, are excluded from, from doing a pack deal with. We can do a pack deal with any of our product range. I would say for any of the American, uh, the American audience, skinny pants is probably not their thing. It hasn't, <laughs> it, it hasn't yet, it hasn't yet broke the American market yet. Skinny pants. We've had uh, a few. We have a few people looking for skinny, yeah, but you know, like the leisure shorts is a bigger thing. The leisure shorts are the big ones, especially especially in the summers here. You know, That's especially right. in the northeast, most places are you know pretty warm. Yeah, uh, we have a know, nice leisure short this year, and we have another really nice one coming for next year. Uh, but we can also make product orders as well for if anyone wants that. Connor's Connor still rocks the the Wasterfinian skinny pants though. Uh, you know, in the winter, so I think at least you have at least you have one person there loving it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was there was a short lived was short lived Gareth. Remember, remember that there was about two days there that the dollar was gone higher than the euro by about a, by about a cent or something like that. You know, yeah. Um, there was some it's luxury there. For about two days. I think it's around one ten at the minute. But I mean that that was up as high as one twenty two uh, a couple of years ago. So it's actually quite good for America still for American flying. It leaves things a little cheaper. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about the future for Mesita, uh, both in North America and internationally? Do you have any expansion plans or? Yeah, we are looking at see if we can have a, a dedicated dedicated US salesman. Our two our two key salesmen at the minute are um, to deal with all the Americans as Phelan, his brother of mine, and Parag Roddy. They really know the clubs well. Like, but I think either we would might be an idea where we're thinking of how it could be possible to have a guy on American time dealing with American clubs. That's something we. It's an ambition we have for the future. But the team here basically is headed up by. Um, well, Stephen will be the manager of the of the overall factory manager. Um, Horik, uh, Ruddy, as I said, and Phelan are the two key salesmen. They would be the one that will be communicating with any of the American clubs at the minute. Um, after that, my son Declan, Declan Smith would be the main main designer, um, working along with a team of a couple of other lads, uh, Demo and Greg. They'd be the main, you know, staff where. We'd be coming in, in contact with the, with the clubs over there. After that, most of the people are involved in production, planning, and things like that. But they're the people who will be, you know, mostly in contact with the American clubs. As I said, we hope to maybe expand that a bit in the future and look at ways that how we can service America better by working more on their time, if possible, and things like that. And dollar, having things a little bit more simplified with the dollar. I, I suppose the the time the time difference can be a challenge too, because I guess. You know, a lot of people are either doing business in the evenings because they have their day jobs and stuff. So by the time they get home, six and seven, you know, it's almost 11, 12 year time. You know, that's yeah. very challenging. So there could almost be they're sending out emails at seven, eight o'clock U.S. time. Yeah. You might not get that the next morning, you know, where yeah. it can almost like it, it almost draws out the conversation more than it needs to be. So I, I suppose that's probably a big challenge. Another challenge. There. Yeah, but what, what the surprising is uh, was how early in the morning the American clubs will be on the phone. Uh, some of the guys from America will be on that phone able to talk about gear. So like, I think you're generally getting up a lot earlier in the morning to start over there. So, which, you know, but I think by 12 o'clock our time, a lot of them are, you know, making phone calls or taking phone calls are available to take phone calls at that time, which is not bad at all. It gives us like five, six hours a day when we can chat uh, by phone or later on by email. It hasn't been as challenging as we thought it would have been. Obviously, the uh, the West Coast is probably a little bit more difficult. You know, late in the evening here, they're really only getting up over there, or maybe for there's an hour or two there, yeah. roughly. But it hasn't been as bad as we thought. I think, you know, anyone that wants to talk to us, we'll always get to talk to them every day. And actually, our, our salesmen are quite flexible. Like, Phelan or Park will always take the call. It's not a problem, really. But as I said, it would be more ideal that 
we have so many un-American time and it's something we're looking in to see how we can get that as a more permanent thing, especially during the season, you know. Sure, look at this. Look at this episode. Myself and Connor's up at six o'clock in the morning to do a episode <laughs> with the lads at home. It's bright out here before six o'clock, you know, so. Um, I don't think you were used to getting up at six in the morning in uh, the Amar Room, Newry, Gareth, were you? <laughs> I, I tell you what, I went home the first time. So I came here in 2011 and 2016 was the first time I was home. And it was around Christmas time. Actually, no, it was 2016 I went home in the summer. The year after I went home, I went home in the winter. And we flew in and it was 8 o'clock in the morning. And I forgot how dark it is at 8 o'clock in the morning at home yeah. in the winter. Yeah. It, 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 I almost just completely forgot about it. But yeah, no, it's, it's I mean, 6 o'clock in the morning, especially in the summers where it's, it's up. And, you know, even like there's school buses going past at like, you know, quarter to 7 in the morning. Jeez, you yeah. wouldn't get that in Uri High. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It would be a dead town at seven in the morning. <laughs> well, it wasn't my day. We're both from the same town. We're both from Newry. So, like, we, we, it, it, you, you, we'd understand what the, the fact I think I used to be getting up at about quarter past eight to be at school at nine. But um, that, what, that's not the way in America, I don't think. No, definitely not. So, just to, to kind of start wrapping up, um, so if teams are looking to get involved, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, there's, there's there's numerous numerous ways. Um, they can call either the lads. Some of them probably already have their mobile number up for or fail them and give them a shout. And um, if not, you know, the main number would be zero zero three five three four six nine two four one five nine five. That's the main call, or they can literally email sales at mesita dot ie. We'll be done. Now we also have obviously all the social media websites. We have Mesita Ireland for at Mesita Ireland for Facebook. Then our Instagram is Mesita underscore Sportswear underscore Ireland. And they can contact either on that. We, we'd always have a way to, to put the salesman on to them um, from that. But reading probably email or phone number probably the, probably the easiest, easiest way to get, get in contact. It's very much company policy that we get back to everybody. We try to get back to them. If we don't get an answer, we leave a message or send a message to let them know we've been back. That's what the instructions are. You know, that's what our policy is. So, Connor, before you wrap us up, I just personally want to thank uh, the lads out at Mesita for their support of the show. You know, obviously, uh, you are doing a lot for the the GA, the GA community here in the U.S. So we appreciate your support for the USGA, for the podcast and for the clubs. We're very excited to see how that partnership continues as we grow. The GA, ladies football, men's football, Camogie, Hurling is definitely on the rise here in the U.S. and North America in general with clubs popping up everywhere. And we wish you all the success with those clubs coming up. And again, appreciate all your support. With that being said, Connor, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to say thanks to the two boys, Stephen and Des, um, and everyone at Mesita. Thanks to all our listeners. If you uh, enjoyed this episode, do us a favor, like, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do. We appreciate it. Leave us a comment and tell us what you think. And uh, thanks, and we'll catch you next time.